What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Tuesday, July 16th, 2019. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside Jacob Decker from GameSpot. Yay! Hello. Thank you so much for having me. This is... Um, this is a dream come true. A dream come true. A dream come true. Jacob, you got to dream bigger. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Tell me about yourself. What do you do at GameSpot? Uh, I'm a video producer, so I all the videos you see on GameSpot, YouTube, well, not all of them, but no, many all of them. them. Take credit for it. It's fine. All right. All of them are mine. I've yeah, made all you. of them. Thank even you if, very much. Even if it's someone else's voice. Sure. I probably... No, Perfect. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I cover lots of big games at GameSpot, usually on the video side. Right sure. now, I am in the middle of covering Fire Emblem, which I know a lot of oh, people are very excited about. Yeah, yeah. Can't say too much on that other than like the first 10 hours or so. But, oh, the uh, first 10 hours. Tim previewed him on Gamescast recently. I love it. Really? Uh, yeah, okay, great. I, I'm having an excellent time. I'm, I'm a big, well, I'm hesitant to say fan of the series because yeah. the fan base for that game is... Ardent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you get something wrong, they're going to call you out. Sure. Uh, and they're going to call you out loudly and overwhelmingly. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I think it's great as an intense admirer of the Fire Emblem. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. yeah, that's what Tim was talking about, right? He In his games cast, uh, not review, even preview of it, it was like, he was a bit, he likes it, but taken aback by it because it wasn't traditional Fire Emblem, mm-hmm. right? They've made so many changes to like battle and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, it, it what's most interesting or exciting is how different everyone's game is going to look right depending yeah. on which house you pick depending on which characters you want to recruit depending on how you want to train them yeah can affect it so like my series of heroes and students are going to look completely different from yours like yeah. sure we might have some of the same characters but uh like my edelgard is one of the characters maybe she's an axe bearer in my game and yeah. like a wyvern rider in your game or something yeah. like that which is yeah tim cool. tim was describing as what game of thrones meets harry potter meets fire i was like that sounds kind of cool yeah like, that does sound like something so. i want to get yeah. into yeah. <laughs> awesome all right great uh how long you been there uh, four years. How'd you get there? Uh, well, I was an intern. I started out as an intern, but before that, I was, you know, doing podcasts, writing for small gaming website. Sure. Uh, I was actually listening to podcasts beyond, and I'd hear you talk I've heard about that. like, yeah, I'd hear you talk I've about like, you show. just got to start doing it now. Yeah, you got to, man, right? And that's what I did. So I that's started awesome. doing it, and got lucky. Tyroot interviewed me. Tyroot. Tyroot <laughs> interviewed me at Gamespot. <laughs> yeah. Hired me, uh, and Neha, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And then I was an intern and I was supposed to go to school in LA where I'm from, but I got that internship and I was like, I should probably readjust what I want to do. Maybe if I like switch to San Francisco state, I can remind people like, Hey, I'm still here if you need work. Yeah. Uh, so I did that. Um, and sure enough, they were like, Hey, actually, yeah, if you're here, we could uh, use some more help. And I've been there ever since. Did you complete school or you say? I finished school. I did both at the same time, which I don't recommend. No, no, I don't. That doesn't sound like fun at all. Uh, I was fortunate because I had done most of it beforehand at a community college. Uh, So, A, I didn't owe a lot of money, and B, like, most of it was done. Yeah. But still, like, some of those days and nights were rough. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Has it sunk in then that you've made it? You've you've done your... You did it. You accomplished it. You lived the dream. You listened to podcasts beyond, (laughs) and now you work at GameSpot. There you go. (laughs) Not quite, but... You know, maybe one day. Okay, fine. Maybe you'll have to keep hustling. Exactly. No, <laughs> out there pounding the pavement. Isn't that right, Barrett? Uh, pound that pavement. Exactly. That's what I like to hear. Uh, today, we're going to talk about Borderlands 3 crossplay, Ubisoft, response to the hit record concerns, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show. Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny Games with your questions, comments, concerns, everything under the video game sun. Then, Tune in, watch us record it live, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live, you have a special job. Go to kindoffunny.com 
slash you're wrong. Tell us what we screw up as you screw as we screwed up. And then we can set the record straight. For everybody watching later on YouTube.com slash kinda funny games, roosterteeth.com, in podcast services around the globe. Housekeeping for you. Uh, the Lego Podcast Studio, based on the Kind of Funny Podcast Studio, needs your help. Go to kindoffunny.com slash Lego and vote. Kebabs made it, of course. Everybody knows kebabs. Uh, we need to get 10,000 votes for it. We already have more than 1,000, so we're well on our way. We have plenty of time, but you need to go do it. You need to sign up. It takes two seconds. Let's get the Kind of Funny Podcast immortalized as a Lego. And then remember, I'm hosting the Hall H Marvel Games panel at Comic-Con this Thursday, 1.30 p.m. Uh, then remember, on Monday, July 22nd at 4 p.m., I'm getting my 100th Platinum right here on Twitch.tv slash Games. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Colton Yoder, Blackjack, and Mohammed Mohammed. Today, we're brought to you by Quip and 23andMe, but I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. Four items on the Roper Report. Doesn't. <laughs> Look at that. You're doing a Roper report with me, huh? And you yeah. listen to Podcast Beyond, huh? Yep. Stupid Clements. Remember him? God, no. crazy. <laughs> you don't, Barrett? No. You're that much of a fake Podcast Beyond fan? I mean, that's how new Jedi I am, man. Damn. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I started after Clement. Damn. Yeah. God, I'm old. I'm, yeah, I'm with Barrett. Right? <laughs> so who, who, who was on your first? It was me calling who, who was on your Gold first? Gold Farb. God. Yeah, <laughs> he definitely sucks. God, the hot crew. Anyways, uh, Borderlands Three is it going to have crossplay? This is Eddie from Gamespot. Uh, of course, there's a new trailer that dropped today, but yesterday there was a whole bunch of uh, the invites being sent around for a celebration of togetherness, which I got, looked at, and said, "Oh, okay," and threw away and didn't think twice about. Everybody on the internet, though, apparently jumped to conclusions with their jump to conclusions, Matt, that this meant crossplay. Crossplay was coming. To Borderlands 3. That is not what happened. It was just a trailer today. Eddie's uh, report goes like this. Jumping into Randy Pitchford, of course, uh, CEO of Gearbox, having some tweets. Some folks may be speculating that this thing tomorrow may be about crossplay. Tomorrow's thing is awesome, but not about crossplay. But good news. We are committed to supporting crossplay for Borderlands 3 with our partners as soon as practical after launch. Hashtag talk later. Back to Eddie. Uh, Pitchford went on to confirm outright that Borderlands 3 has no crossplay at launch, uh, though conversations are ongoing about making this a reality. Quote, to be clear. There will, there will not be any cross-play functionality in Borderlands 3 at launch as we work closely with our partners to create a positive cross-play experience as soon as practical, he said. Uh, we are committed to cross-play on as many platforms as possible. According to Pitchford, Borderlands 3 publisher 2K Games makes all the decisions about platform partnerships, and this would presumably include cross-play. Quote, myself and the team at Gearbox have a very keen interest in cross-platform play, Pitchford said back in April. Jacob? This is the problem. Pandora's box has been opened. You know what I mean? When it was just these little games, these little free-to-play, Fortnites, whatever. Rocket League, whatever. Yeah. Now, then Activision had to come in and be like, you know what? Call of Duty. Bam. Who cares? It's cross-play. Now, it's a question for everybody. What, do you think this is actually going to happen for Borderlands 3? I hope so. I think it's good that all these studios are putting, and studios and publishers are putting pressure on the platform holders to sure. do this because... It's something at this point that I feel like should just be a thing. Yeah. Um, well, I get why it's not, though, but... Still, like, make us happy. Well, that's the thing now is, like, I don't know anymore where the responsibility lies. Mm -hmm. So for Activision to have it cross-play from Modern Warfare, that to me makes it seem like, okay, cool, like, the gates are open? Like, it seems like, okay, like, even PlayStation's beta program has been quietly not mentioned much in terms of they just are doing it, it seems, with so mm -hmm. many different people. So the question then becomes, yeah, so who's 
not to blame because that's such a shitty way to say it, but whose responsibility is this? And then also, what are the the realistic network realities of this? Of yeah. Borderlands Three has been a game in development for quite some time. Like, if you didn't plan at that from an early onset stage of yeah, we're going to be able to cross platform this one day. Is that something that's easy to switch and flip and do whatever now? Does 2K care about that? Where does that all go? Yeah, and like I think the big question too is like just because it's cross-play, right? How do you know you're playing with someone on a different... Like, I, I, you can't start like a PlayStation party, right? And invite someone from sure. Xbox. That's not going to work. So is cross-play just, hey, that guy I killed or played with may have been playing on a different console than I have, but I mean, maybe game chat. Game chat's the way I guess you'd connect, but... Yeah, I think you'd have to use Discord, right? You'd have yeah. to be some third-party thing. Because, like, yeah, gear, or traditionally, kind of funny.com slash you're wrong, uh, Borderlands doesn't have an in-game chat of its own, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't have its own chat client. So like, what you're saying is, that, yeah, if you and me partnered up on PlayStation and we were in a PlayStation party, then from in-game, we'd have to invite Barrett on Xbox One. But yeah, Barrett wouldn't be able to talk to us in the party. Like These are all such yeah. little headaches. And I also do think that, as it's been brought up before, I think there's very specialty use cases in this where it's not something the mainstream would care about. But if the doors are open, there are those instances, right? Of there's going to be a party of three on Xbox that wants to play with somebody on PC, and it'd be great if they could make that happen. Yeah. But like you said, yeah, I mean, it's the same thing you've seen with uh, Fortnite and Rocket League, right? Of like, okay, cool. Uh, in particular with Fortnite, we're going to put all the, you know, you can play with everybody, sure. We're going to put the mobile and switch people in their own little categories. Mm-hmm. And if you want to bring them in, great, but they're going to have a different, it's not going to be the optimal experience because it is, even if we we're going to jump into Borderlands and all of us play together and you're on PC, right? You're going to have a, you know more accuracy, a better experience, better frame rate than we we're going to have. Yeah, that's the other side of it, right? Like, I don't want to be playing Fortnite with someone on PC. I don't want to be playing a shooter with someone on PC. I guess sure. co-op, like Borderlands is more co-op focused. Right. So that, that you can kind of get away with that, right? Yeah. But, but like I play a lot of Rainbow Six Siege on PC, so the day they introduce crossplay to that, I'm going to be stoked. They never will, <laughs> but uh, you know, you're like, just going to go in and like, clean if, up. If I'm playing on console on Siege and they add crossplay, like I would stop playing Siege all uh, altogether if I was on console because you just wouldn't stand a chance. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. they, they do enough lobbying and stuff, and that's where, again where I think it just comes down to: Hey, this is an option for you to get together and play with friends. It's not going to be the best way yeah. to do it, but if you want to yeah. play it that way, but that's yeah. the whole thing of like, there's such a not breakdown, but a legitimate conversation that's happening right now between who has ownership of the experience, whether mm-hmm. it be you, the player, whether it be me in this scenario, the publisher developer. And I think Assassin's Creed Odyssey and the story mode is another great example of that right now. Cool. Mm-hmm. Go make whatever storylines you want. Cool. I made a storyline where you got a million XP and one. Okay, wait, hold on. Let's stop. And it's like, well, why do you care? Like, yeah. I want to use your tool for this in a single player game. And then it only looks bad when Ubisoft's like, I'm going to ban all those things and take them down. But you sell an XP booster. Is that why? Like, why yeah, are you doing it? Like, that, why break it down like that? That's Yeah, that makes it more complicated, right? Yeah. And so it does get into that case, though, in, in the world we live in, I think, of YouTube and Twitter and social media and everybody having a voice that it is, okay, cool. You know what? We're Borderlands and we're going to let you partner up with PC people. And then it is you and me playing on consoles, playing with somebody on PC. Mm-hmm. And the PC people are just getting all the kills and doing all the stuff. And I'm like, I go to Twitter and I'm like, this fucking sucks. It sucks playing with people. And then it, it, it gets boiled down to not that my experience that I chose to have with a PC player sucks. It's Borderlands sucks. And that's the weird thing everybody's got to, I think, figure out on how they want to do this. Yeah. Messaging so real. Yeah. I think, too, in terms of like, uh, like the, um, I, I, I'm, I'm curious to see what, this is kind of going off on a tangent, but I'm curious to see what PlayStation 5 and Xbox One do, or Xbox whatever Two. do, <laughs> in terms of their, uh, like next gen, like I wonder if that's something they're thinking about with all this pressure from crossplay. If if maybe they should build a system that the two can kind of interact a little. 
I don't think that'll happen. But like, still, wasn't uh, Sony was working with Microsoft to work on cloud yeah, servers? Yeah, they're using, and stuff their, like they're that. using Microsoft servers so and stuff. I can't see it happening. But in the back of my mind, I'm like, oh, maybe maybe that's a next generation thing that could be. Honestly, I think it's it's already done. The dam is broke, and now we're just waiting for the water yeah. to tumble down to us. Because yeah. this all does move in waves and cycles and years, unfortunately for us, in a lot of different ways. Where if you and I'm not even trying to say Borderlands isn't this, maybe they are. But if you aren't, if you've built your game in a way that isn't easy to pivot, well, you know the train's out of the station. You can't mm-hmm. stop it. But I feel you know the way g- consoles were handled this generation, especially PlayStation, of just being like, we're a souped up PC. That already makes it that they can communicate with each other. It's just trying to figure out how you want to do that. And yeah. I feel, it really does feel like it's in developers' hands now. Do you remember that that story? I think when Fortnite, the, the, someone like accidentally flipped the switch yep. or whatever, and then PlayStation yep. and Xbox are playing together, and they're like, oh, wait, we accidentally did this, and they closed it, and it's like, oh, wait, no, this is supposed to be this thing that's really hard to do. And they're like, well... We kind that, of just did it on accident. That's why accidentally I get <laughs> yeah. I give really big air quotes to. I really do feel like that was a move by Epic of like fuck it. Yeah, this is you're, leave you're, it for a couple hours. <laughs> you're making it into something it's not. We're showing you we can do it because yeah. Rocket League. Uh, you know Jeremy Dunham, former mm-hmm. uh, podcast beyond founder, alongside me. Uh, he was very public about saying that too, of like literally saying, no, we can flip a switch at Psionics and make the game cross platform. It is on PlayStation's shoulders right now. And that I think is one of the reasons you saw PlayStation finally back down on all this is that they wanted to spin it into something. It wasn't where it was mm-hmm. too complicated or Jim Ryan saying it was all about the kids and everybody being like, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? You know what I mean? Like it doesn't make any sense. And so for Epic to be like, you know what? Let's see. It's, oh, well, oh, oh, did it? Did we do that? We're sorry. Like, you know, it's our, weird. our intern. He yeah, uh, oh, it's so weird. Spilled that his coffee on the keyboard. We showed the world how easy this actually is, and that it is a bunch of bunk that you're trying to sell people. That it's that hard, and it's again, that's the power of who Epic Games is right now, and what Fortnite is. Is that yeah. they don't give a shit about any of this. They're, you know, we'll launch our own store. We'll buy all these games. We'll do all these things. We'll hit the switch. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was an accident. Maybe it was code testing and yada yada yeah. yada. But I don't know. I'm with you. I don't think it was an accident. I don't think it was an accident whatsoever, <laughs> Barrett. All right? All right, uh, if you say so. Spencer writes in at kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and says, Heads up, all the Borderland games so far, not counting Tales, have had in-game voice chat clients. Uh, also, UE4 games, uh, like Fortnite, have an in-game chat no matter the platform, like PlayStation 4, phone, and Switch. Okay, so there you go. You could talk. You could do it. Uh, number two on the Roper Report, Watchdogs Legion uh, has put out a Twitter response. Uh, if you remember yesterday, the lead show here, or lead story on the show, uh, was the whole thing with Hit Record. Uh, what's going on with spec work? Uh, if you, they're two thousand dollars broken up across all these things, basically this competition from Ubisoft and Hit Record that people could submit uh, music on Hit Record, then it could maybe be featured inside of the game as one of the ten songs in Watchdogs Legion. This brought up a whole bunch of different concerns of working for free. Why aren't they just paying people outright? Why are they making people do spec work where, all right, cool, you do all the work and then we're going to go yes or no. Ubisoft put this up on Watchdogs Legion's Twitter. The Watchdogs Legion audio team worldwide is already working with professional artists and composers on more than 140 licensed songs and an original score in the game. Uh, the audio work Ubisoft is requesting from hit record from the hit record community to use in the upcoming sequel is meant to give them a chance to have their own creative expressions included in the game. Worth pointing out, by the way, I I I've seen this via IGN. Clicked on the tweet. They had the giant screen. You know how the tweet's just an image, and I can't copy the text. Oh, I yeah. copied the text from IGN's. Work, so we went from actually being in a quote to not being in a quote. Just putting that out there. It's all the same information, but I wasn't I wasn't going to credit IGN because I was just stealing their quote. But whatever. Uh, <laughs> meant to give them a chance to have their own creative expressions included in the game so not a yes not a no not a we're sorry not a whatever just uh, hey 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 
We are paying people to work in this. We are paying for real songs. We are paying composers. We are paying this different thing. This is a chance for fans to get involved. Jacob, what does this ring to you? Because yesterday, Trish, me, and Kevin were all like, I think, I mean, we were very much like, I see both sides, but I think we did come down on more of this. This is a fan thing, right? Why is this a problem? Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm very much on both sides too. I'm not really sure how to feel because, on one hand, right, like if I, I'm a huge Beyond Good and Evil fan, so I'm very excited for Beyond. Well, I'm excited for Beyond Good and Evil too. I'm curious to see what they do with it. Uh, but the idea of having like something I made in that game that mm. would be really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a fan, um, if I was, I'm not talented enough to make any, like if I made a song, they rejected it exactly. instantly, but you know, Yo, it's it, me check yeah. <laughs> Beyond good and evil too. Exactly. But if I had the talent and the time to make something and it got chosen, I would be pretty stoked because I'm very excited for that game. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've been a fan of the series. Um, but on the other hand too, right. It's like, yeah, the question is, what if you spend 40 hours working on a song? Probably more. I feel like it takes even longer to make songs, depending on sure. how deep you want to get into it. And you get denied. Like, that's pretty frustrating. But, like, you do retain the rights, right? So yep. even if even if your song does get picked, you have the rights so you can potentially use the song for other things. Like, maybe you just don't see the song as only for this. And that's the thing they were, you know, hit, the hit record people were pointing out is that, yeah, obviously you retain the rights to all your stuff. This is the one instance of they'd be paying you or do whatever. Mm-hmm. But even your stuff being on hit record has the opportunity to then be picked for other stuff that hit record people or partners or whoever are working on and get money that way. Yes. So it is an interesting, it's a very interesting argument. I want to read the full thing from the Watchdogs Twitter since IGN fucked me and made me look like an idiot as usual. <laughs> <laughs> Over on the Twitter, the full statement, unedited, reads, The Watchdogs Legion audio team worldwide is already working with professional artists and composers on more than 140 licensed songs and an original score in the game. The additional, the additional contributions, no matter how large or small, from anyone within the hit record community are completely voluntary and are meant to give them a chance to have their own creative expressions included in the game. So again, I appreciate that this is a strong statement from them of, Hey, we hear you. We don't agree with you. We under, we hear you, Mike Bithel. We hear you, Rami. We see what you're saying. This is, I think there's, this is me, you know, mm-hmm. reading between lines. This has been twisted a bit from what we actually think this is. You know, more than 140 licensed songs. We're working with composers. We're working with professional artists. This is meant to be an avenue for fans to get in the game, not Pharrell to put a yeah. song on hit record and get into it. Yeah, it, it sounds like icing on the cake, right? Like they already have this, sound, what, 140 song, like, soundtrack built yeah. out and this just seems like hey let's get the fans involved a little bit um which i like yeah i know I, I like and, I, and I understand that it's a slippery slope and they're all things, but i do like that i do yeah. like the chance to be like cool you go home you make the beat your friend sings over or whatever and you put it out there and hopefully it gets picked or someone remixes and mm-hmm. does something and it is this cool organic collaboration that comes from like you're talking about with beyond good and evil fandom comes from the watchdogs fandom right of like i like this game enough that i want to try to be in this thing so i'm working with my friends on something cool enough yeah like i get that yeah that's it'd be awesome too if it was like i i guess my the difference is this one of the things people are talking about yesterday in this whole conversation was it'd be cooler if ubisoft was going out listening to soundclouds approaching artists doing things like that right that would be cool but I also think that that's not what this is. I think this is the idea that, cool, I know Barrett makes drum beats and I have idea for lyrics, so let's me and you collaborate on mm-hmm. something that you're trying to make for this, that they're, I that not even for me, but a, a fan in that community that has some musical inkling, wouldn't, there's no way they'd be found. There's no way you'd go find them and put them in the game. Yeah, I, I guess too the question would be is how, how much do they interact with these people who are making, like, like what if you 
like it sounds like it's a step-by-step process, right? Like you give them something and they're like, okay, well, we like this. We're going to work with this. We're going to keep adjusting it. So it's not like you're going to spend, well, I mean, it might though, but, but I think ideally they're thinking that you're not going to spend 40 hours, however long making this entire song. They're going to be like, okay, that's it. It's going to be, here's my idea. Uh, here's my rough part. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's work to make this better or bring this into the game. At least that ideally, I hope that's what it would be like. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It, it's it's tricky. It's because it's since there's no clear definitions. You you there are the extreme cases where mm-hmm. it is a band wants to put has made this song and has put all this time into it and, and yeah that there it'd be cooler if that if somebody found their SoundCloud page and approached them you know to, or to license their track. Yeah. But then there's this other side that you hope is hey I'm just a big Watch Dogs fan I think this is a cool opportunity me and my friends are getting together and making something and trying to get it in. Yeah, but what if you bounce back and forth with Ubisoft trying to figure out exactly for weeks months and then you have to split it between a couple people for two thousand dollars and it's like I've I've been putting serious time and work into this. Well, it was, you, yeah. What about you? I'll turn it on you. You talked about it, how much you love it for Beyond Good and Evil Two. For you, would it have been the money or would it have been the fact that your stuff's in the game? It would have been the fact that my stuff's in the right? game. Right, exactly. Yeah. And that's what Trish did yesterday where she was like, well, let's turn around to voice acting, right? Like, if this was a voice acting thing and it was like three lines of dialogue everybody recorded and put out there, Troy Baker wouldn't try to do that, right? Yeah. It would be people like us that are like, I totally want to be mm-hmm. in the next Uncharted game or the next Last of Us. And so I just record something at home, put it out there, and hope I get one of those things. Cool. Yeah, it like, could that'd be, be a good foot. Those three lines could yeah, be. Well, and I, and, the, and it's, yeah. it, for some people it would be, and it would be like akin to listening to a podcast and hearing somebody say, try to be a video game journalist. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. It could be that thing that light, that lights the spark, right? It's the same thing with the hit record Ubisoft music. It could be the thing that somebody's like, I'm a huge Watch Dogs fan. I love Watch Dogs to the point <laughs> that I want to make, I'm going to write lyrics for a song for my friend. And then they're like, shit, I really like writing lyrics. I should do that more, right? Yeah. Like, those are the little nudges and little cool projects that can break out and either lead you on a way or just be something cool you mm-hmm. do i don't know it's don't complicated know, it is complicated it's complicated and as avril Levine always said why i gotta go and make things so complicated classic remember that one barrett avril Levine, man and classic. are you too young for avril Levine as well no she was like one of my first crushes as a little a uh, little young barrett yeah. nice yeah, yeah. I, that makes sense yeah <laughs> <sounds> <laughs> like, barrett how old are you i'm 24 Okay, I'm a little older, but we're we're yeah we're, we're in the same six. Yeah, okay, kids. yeah, <laughs> babies. Uh, fuck you, old man. None of you should have been listening to podcasts. Be honest, <laughs> <laughs> nothing we said should have been listened to. Number three, GameStop is redesigning stores to fight back. I put the fight back thing there, but to fight back about you know the fact that they keep losing money and not doing well. This is an official press release. GameStop today announced a strategic partnership with global innovative design firm R slash GA to strengthen its focus on creating unique in-store experiences as part of its strategic move in reaffirming its place in the video game culture. The partnership with RGA's Austin and Chicago teams is part of GameStop's broader business transformation strategy to evolve its efforts in cultivating innovative customer-centric opportunities to bring video game culture to life in every neighborhood. Uh, GameStop's renewed customer first focus stems from qualitative and quantitative research led by GameStop and RGA that identified four major motivation gaming fans have for playing video games. Immersion, achievement, creativity, and community. Together, GameStop and RGA are developing and piloting new and streamlined physical store concepts, including new ways for gamers to try titles before they buy them and giving stores a unique layout and purpose that appeal to gamers. From from store concepts that offer competitive sessions in homegrown e-leagues to locations that sell strictly retro gaming software and hardware GameStop will pilot the new store concepts in select markets to present something new to players both old and new and searching for experiences in gaming beyond the console beyond 
I like it. This is something we've talked about before when we're talking about uh, GameStop's falling stock prices and they can't, no one will buy them and everything's looking really, really grim, right? I think we talked briefly, I think it was me and Andrew, maybe me and Tim, about the idea that I would be, I was like, I would close a lot of the stores in the st- and I would try to make it into a community hub, right? Where it would be like akin to what I grew up with, where I'd walk into Funkaland and just kill an afternoon talking to people and playing N64 and chilling out, not necessarily there to buy something and get on my way, right? If, if people are ordering their games online or buying them digitally, you have to give them something that actually gets them into the store so the e-leagues are a good idea right streamlining the store so they don't look like a funko pop truck exploded in them would be great because you walk in there and it's like am i in hot topic or i'm in gamestop (laughs) i don't know (laughs) giving them identities is an interesting idea yeah i I mean i like the idea of like having them uh, an experience more so than just going to buy your games like maybe you can go there meet some people that then you can oh hey we're gonna get destiny 2 or whatever maybe i'll get destiny 2 and then we can exchange our our PSN names or Xbox Live accounts, yeah. and then we can play together. And there you go. You've gotten more than just a game from GameStop. And that's the thing, right? It's like it, it's about GameStop. I think if they want to survive, having to shed that corporate image and make mm-hmm. their stores feel like homes, right? Where it is the idea of like, cool, the Destiny raid is dropping, right, or whatever new content is coming. Let's do like some kind of land party there that people can come and watch and understand what it is, or something shorter and do fighting game tournaments and actually make it a thing of like, come out and do this. Make it more of a community engaged thing. Yeah, one of the things I remember doing. Doing a lot when I was younger was going to the GameStop and EB Games like midnight launches. Yeah, and oh yeah. I know they still do those. I think, but who knows? That, you that get was them always online. really I cool. Die, right? I have my countdown clock on my PlayStation. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like I'm like, oh, it's nine. That means it's yeah. midnight. Yeah, okay, yeah. I should be able to yeah, get it yeah. now. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have fond memories of going to like pick up Metal Gear Solid Five at midnight, totally. like getting my Xbox or Metal Gear Solid Four, not Five. Um, You're so young, I can't tell. Yeah, I was like, right, it might right. be true. <laughs> that, might be, that might be real. Um, like getting my Xbox 360 at midnight, like yeah. picking up like GTA, like all that kind of stuff. Like, I, I remember waiting in line to pre-order my Wii, and it was yeah. I was sitting there with my DS playing stuff, and for some reason I did not have Mario Kart DS, and the kids next to me did, and they did download the, you, play exactly yeah. download play, and I sat there and played for hours with them, and like so I pre-ordered the Wii and bought Mario Kart DS right there. Yeah, right? It was I, such a great time. I did that with the Wii as well. I was like sat in line for a couple days. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it was worth it, but it was. It, it was fun. It, it like, was fun. You know what I mean? And like, I think the first one I did was Halo too, right? And I remember going there at midnight and meeting all these people and and like, I was talking about all the things we're going to do in Halo. It was a really cool experience. Totally. And now, now when you go, which I don't go, which I think we'll get to later, yeah. but you go, it's just like, it's like, yeah, I'll get that. And they're like, well, do you want to pre-order this, 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 and this? And then do you want the strategy? Are you, you part of the EG? Yeah, do, do you EG want or that would a GameStop? I was saying EB. I'm just like, no, I went here on a whim. I just want this game, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, I want yeah. to leave, please. Yeah, yeah. I walk in, and I just look at all the different... I bought I, The last thing I... No, that's not 100% true. One of the last things I bought at a GameStop that I remember is a dog toy. <laughs> I was like, oh, my God, I got a Superman plush. I'll bring that home for Porty. But yeah, you said something earlier when we were running through the stories. You are currently oh protesting GameStop. Not currently. Well, okay. I, I am still protesting. The lifted you will go inside a GameStop. Now? I went inside once to ask for a stylus for a because we, we got Mario Maker early and I wanted a stylus to make stages and I went in there and I was like hey do you guys sell styluses for the Nintendo Switch and they're like the Nintendo Switch doesn't need styluses I was like okay but I want one for this game I'm like well what game like I can't say I just do you guys do you guys have just a stylus yeah just trust me I need a stylus I'm playing a game I can't tell you and, about and he's like well no we don't have one we don't sell one I'm like well I mean, in the UK, if you pre-order Mario Maker, it came with a stylus. And I was like, you guys don't sell anything like that. I'm like, no. It's like, okay. You so don't I, have a stylus yeah. for any device in this store. <laughs> like, now you're selling everything. Like, you sell tablets and all that stuff. No stylus. Whatever. But that's not the issue I have. Oh, that wasn't what led to the ban. <laughs> no. Well, real quick, life hack for you. If you go to, if you just walk into a W hotel, ask them for a pen. And on the other side, they have a little, the little nub. 
You can use that as stuff. I should have done that. Yeah, no problem. Should have done that. It's closer can, uh, to your office than GameStop. Yeah. <laughs> can uh, like 3D S styluses be used for Switch? I imagine so, right? Maybe, but I'm like, yeah, I don't when, like when the we idea. Got, when we that... got Switches, we threw our 3DSs in the ocean. Yeah. We didn't need them anymore. That's a bad idea. No, nah, I didn't need them. It's done, dead. No way you can play stupid. Ocarina of Time anymore. You know? I got. What are you talking about? I can play it on my N64. What What TV <laughs> do you. All right, shut up, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't like the idea of hard plastic. No, on plastic on that screen? No way, please. Um, but no, I so before Red Dead Redemption 2 was coming out, sure. uh, I was like, I need to get a PlayStation 4 Pro to play this because I want the game to look as good as of possible. Course, yeah. And that was all, yeah, yeah. So I went in, um, I was like, can I get a PlayStation 4 Pro? And they're like, oh, I think we've got two left. And I was like, okay, perfect. Uh, so they go and grab it and they're ringing me up and power goes out as they're ringing me up. And I, and, and I was like, uh-oh, and I check my bank of course it doesn't say anything and i'm like all right maybe i'm safe and i asked them i was like did the payment go through and they're like no, no no you're fine i was like okay cool uh well then can i still get that and they're like oh yeah yeah uh the payment didn't go through so you should be fine we're just gonna scan scan it for you again and i was like all right i shouldn't have done this i should have stopped here i should have been like well, you know that's what? why hindsight's 2020 so they scanned it again cool got my playstation 4 i go home set up my playstation 4 pro i download red dead very excited to play it uh, and then, you know, I, I check my bank account. I'm like, wow, this is pretty low. Like my, my checking account seems a little lower than normal. It's almost as if I spent $1,000 recently when I didn't. I love Reddit so much. I spent $1,000. <laughs> so, so I went back and I was like, hey, just so you guys know, I got charged twice. And they're like, well, our system doesn't say that. So we didn't. And I was like, but here, look, I'm charged for two PS4 Pros from this location. They're like, well. Minutes apart. They're like, well, I talked to your bank. They can probably return the money. So I went to the bank and they're like, no, they have to return the money. Like, that's that's up to GameStop. So I was like, okay. I went back to GameStop. I was like, nope, you guys have to do it. And they're like, well, we can't do it here. And I was like, well, how can I get you to do it? And they're like, well, you have to talk to our corporate office. I think it's like in Texas or something like that. Jesus. And that's true. Okay, so like we call them. So I flew to Texas. Yeah, flew to Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Kicked open the door. Uh, so I called them and I was like, hey, just so you guys know, you charged me for two PlayStation 4s. The power went out. It was this whole thing. Can I get my money back? And they're like, totally. We got you covered. Give it a couple days. A couple days, I still don't have my money back. A couple weeks, I still have my oh money my back. Call them again. And they're like, oh, actually, you need to talk to your bank. And I was like, I've been to my bank. They told me to talk to you. So I went to the bank and again, and they were like, we can't. And they're like, well, I mean, we could like basically do some court things. And I had my dad help me out at this point. Cause he's oh, like, man, that's it, how serious this guy we're talking about. Whenever there's anything that has Fuck. to do with the law, he's like, I'm in, I can, I can help on this. He's not a lawyer or anything, but for anything he thinks he is. So, so he's like, all right, I, I'm in, I, I'm interested enough to see how this goes. So we go in and he does some things, signs some things. And he's like, all right. We should hear back from soon, otherwise we're going to court with GameStop. <laughs> and I was like, what? I didn't bargain for this. And uh, at, once they got that and they saw that there might be like legal action, they were like, oh, oh, you, oh, you're right. You know, we charge you twice. Here you go. Power here's to the money players. Back. Here's your money back. Yeah, power <laughs> to the players. Here's your money. And that was it. And I haven't been back since, except for when I went to ask if they had a stylist, but they didn't. You had so a bad I didn't experience. spend any money. You had a bad experience yep. there too. So yeah, they didn't have it. You still, you still got charged for four styluses yeah, on the way I've been meaning up. to get this story off my chest for so long. <laughs> I've been like... Jeez, man. I can understand that. That's no good. Um, but yeah, Red Dead was great. <laughs> <laughs> it was worth a thousand bucks. No big deal. You know what I mean? Good experience. Number four. 
on the Roper Report. Connects are still being used, it turns out, as airport surveillance devices. This is Matt Cam at IGN. <laughs> Newark Liberty International Airport has an unexpected new security system, the Xbox Connect Motion Controller. Jason Scott, a video game historian and archivist, tweeted photos from a recent tri- visit to the Newark uh, International Airport that shows Connect devices allegedly being used to monitor the crowds moving through the airport. The sensors are attached to long arms that extend over uh, out over the terminal from hanging monitors screens uh the tweets from jason reed tsa is now using xbox connects for surveillance in the newark airport good job tech slow clap microsoft at security uh tsa security checkpoint c1 uh they still have the xbox logo on them by the way okay uh, good i was about to ask for a picture there you go barry show everybody yeah, that one there, there oh, it is at least it's the 2.0 though right oh yeah, yeah that's the nice that, that's the one that came with the xbox one right wow. it's fly united united to take a bin from below and there they are wow it's one of those, yeah, it's a wow situation, but it's also, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, re- reduce, reuse, recycle. Like, I'm, what if Microsoft's got all these goddamn things <laughs> laying around because nobody wanted them? Like, they got to do something with them. Like, I don't care. Yeah. It's, it's a weird, funny, whatever thing, but TSA isn't protecting you anyway. They might as well be looking through a connect. <laughs> go through and ask for Skittles as you go. Remember the cat? Skittles. That's what the uh, TSA pre check costs is they're buying with those. With their, uh... <laughs> they can have it. You don't get me wrong. I, yeah, I, I love pre check. They're allowed to have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I got that. I got the clear. I'm all set. Can show so it to the airport to 20 clear. minutes after the plane takes off and I still get on. Damn. You got to get clear. Yeah. I know. Well, I... You just give your fingerprints to this other agency. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> just give it all away. I'll give them a blood sample, a semen sample. I don't care. They're going to have it all. Uh, Jacob, I'm excited to see how personal security and the government watches us in the future. But that's still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, like, say, what came to the mom and grop shops, where would I go? Oh, God, I'm not on the right page. Oh, you son of oh, a bitch. Here we go. The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. You nailed it. Good job. You got All it. All right. Uh, out today, Bombfest has received a new update on Switch, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Uh, Rockstar reports that Red Dead Online players logging in this week will receive a free horse care package, which includes a horse reviver, 2X horse medicine, 2X horse stimulants, and more useful items to keep their steed healthy. Plus, players looking to switch up their mounts can take advantage of 20% off stable spaces and horses under rank 40, like the Flaxen Rowan Tennessee Walker. Enjoy that. You, do, you, do you play Red Dead Online or were you just in it for the single player? Just in it for the single player. I tried online and yeah. what are you? Did you play much of it? No. no yeah. No, no. Day launched, I got in. I was like, eh, all right, no. Yeah. Uh, too much of a time sink. Totally. Uh, Must Dash Amigos is on Xbox One. Lost Orbit Terminal Velocity is on Xbox One and PC. Distrust is on Switch. Let's Sing 2019 is on Switch and PC. Forklift The Simulation is on Switch. Barrett, can I see a trailer? Yeah, you you know it. I, yeah. see the, I see the mouse move before I can even tell you because you know it. Uh, Defend the Keep is on PC. Shrine of the God Ape is on PC. Atrarium is on PC and Mac. Kill Squad is on PC. The Last Aura is on PC and Mac. Mome is on PC. Nightmare Reaper is on PC. Summer Catchers is on PC. Farming comes to world building adventure boundless today as well. Barrett is pulling up the trailer right now for Forklift, the simulation. Uh, and it looks loading. like it sounds. I won't lie to you. If you thought, is it going to be me uh, simulating using a forklift? It does look like it. I'll bring this so, up. The video. Right I'm at Costco. The sad thing is that if this was on VR, I just got an Oculus Quest. If this was on VR, I'd probably get it. I'd be like, oh, cool. Sure, like, I'm driving could, a forklift. I'm driving Neat. a forklift in VR. But it probably like, is coming. I'm sure they have something like that. Going it's got to, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, new dates for you. 
Uh, Enhance and the Tetris Company announced today that the ultimate version of their award-winning game Tetris Effect is coming to PC on July 23rd with optional VR support for Oculus Rift and HTC Vive, available exclusively on the Epic Store. So people will be uh, pissed about that. Yep. Yeah. I'm more pissed it's not on Oculus Quest, but yeah, I, I know I'm thinking that too it's got to get there eventually hopefully eventually uh rocket league's last phase of radical summer launches july 22nd it's going to feature that night rider car pack flashback is launching uh, on ios devices july 22nd and then tropico 6 arrives on consoles september 27th that's playstation 4 xbox one while we're here i should have done this earlier matt the wob confirms 3ds styluses cannot be used on the switch because the switch uses a captive or Captive touchscreen, uh, so you need rubber tips like the, okay. the, the uh, thing from the W that you can get for free. Just walk in, say you're staying there, and you need a pen. You're fine. Um, yeah. Oh, and then new dates for you. There is one. I have two from Ill Grill Chill. Super Monkey Ball Banana Blitz HD is coming to PC and console in 2019. They put out a trailer while we were alive. And then Resident Evil 5 and 6, previously announced for Switch, have a release date of October 29th. So get oh, ready okay. for that. Uh, now it's time for Reader Mail. But first, I'm going to tell you about our sponsors. Let's talk quit. Packing your toiletries somehow always involves a delicate game of stacking and space hacking. And don't get us started on the lotion exploding all over our DOP kit. That's why Quip electric toothbrushes work just as well at home as they do on the go. The compact and wireless design tucks easily into the corners of your carry-on or your back pocket if you're just spending the night. Plus, the travel-ready cover protects your brush from sandy swimsuits and luggage slip-ups. And a three-month battery life will last you through a season filled with weekend getaways. They're making it easier than ever to keep up with your wake-up and wind-down routine when you're out of the office. Uh, Of course, the Quip has a built-in two-minute timer that pulses every 30 seconds to remind you when to switch sides and help clean your mouth evenly. The multi-use cover works as a stand mounts to mirrors and slides over your bristles to pack and protect your quip on the go. Brush heads are automatically delivered on the dentist recommended schedule every three months for just $5. A friendly reminder when it's time to refresh and stay committed to your oral health. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. They've backed over 25,000 dental professionals and they have thousands of verified, verified five-star reviews just like mine. Everybody knows I love my Quip. I talk about it all the time. I'm packing it for Comic-Con. I'm very excited. I enjoy it. I like that they just send me the brush heads and I never have to think about it. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash games right now, you can get your first refill pack for free. That's your first refill pack free at G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash games. The next sponsor, 23andMe. We live in a world where we have access to data that gives us more personal insights into who we are. What's more personalized than your DNA? Now we can turn our genetics to turn to our genetics for personalized health traits and more. 23andMe allows you to go beyond ancestry to access more personalized insights about you based on your DNA. With more than 125 genetic reports, you can even gain insights in your health traits and more. Receiving your personalized genetic reports is just the beginning. You can take the next steps by talking to your healthcare provider or considering lifestyle changes, uh, like adjusting your sleep habits or caffeine consumption. Uh, They have a new deep sleep report. If you've always suspected that you feel more sleepy than others after missing out on a night's sleep, you might not be imagining things. Your genes may be involved. They also have the new saturated fat and weight report. The saturated fat and weight report can tell you about how your genetics may impact your body's response to your diet. Learn if you are likely to weigh more on a high on a diet high in saturated fat, even if you consume the same number of calories. See what your genes can say about your health traits and more. Buy your health and ancestry service kit today at 23andme.com slash games. That's the number 23andme.com slash games. Again, 23andme.com slash games, 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 games. Nailed it. 
Thank you. I felt like I crushed those. You know what I mean? I usually have to warm up to it by the end of the week, but I'm I'm in the I'm in the swing of it now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Week's just started. Well, it's, I guess tomorrow's your Hey, it's my Thursday, you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? I'm almost out of here. Um Yeah, okay. Um I want to start with this. How much do you know about the Pokémon? A lot. Really? Yeah. Are you a Pokemon master like myself? I don't know if you heard. I started playing a lot of Pokemon Go on Thursday. Really big into it. Not now. a master, but okay, I, I, I've dabbled with Pokemon Go quite a bit. I okay. more play the, the mainline series. This is right up your alley then, of course. Right. You're young too, so you probably know all about this. Of course, yesterday we talked about the whole... I, I brought Trish up to speed, right? Mm-hmm. And I admittedly was like, I don't. I know what Tim's told me about this. I think it's a small group of people that are mad about the bank thing and that the new Sword and Shield game won't import all the Pokemon from the jump. But is it really that big of a deal? And let me tell you, you wrote in droves to say, yeah, and I, when I say droves, four of you wrote in to be like, shut the fuck up, Greg, it's a big deal. So we're going to let Motto and Daniel talk. First, Motto, who wrote into patreon.com slash games and says, I haven't heard you mention this. The mainline Pokemon games have had a method to continuously transfer Pokemon from a previous generation to the newer generation as far back as Generation 3, parentheses 2002 release year. This means that some players can have up to 386 different Pokemon that are pushing 18 years old now sitting in the Pokemon bank waiting to be played in the new generation. The same transfer rules apply to the other 423 Pokemon released since, gen, since parentheses, Gens 4 through 7. Not really a question, just wanted to add some details that you may not have known about without being a lifelong fan. Then, Daniel Ferreira comes off the bench. Yesterday, Greg and Tricia discussed the issue surrounding the fact that not all Pokemon will be available in the new Switch releases at the end of the year, and admitted to not truly understanding why this is such a large issue for some people. And I'd like to provide my own personal context slash story for why this is an issue for me. Picture seven-year-old me playing Pokemon Pearl on my DS Lite way back in 2006, discovering that Nintendo were holding a special event where if you took your DS to an EB Games, you could get the legendary Pokemon Arceus uh, with some special moves. After doing this, I have since transferred this Pokemon through every subsequent 3DS game, parentheses, some seven games according to my math, even paying the $5 subscription to use Pokemon Bank multiple times. So, when I heard the news that I would not be able to take my Pokemon companion of 13 years with me to the new Switch titles, I was upset. I do acknowledge that it is a mammoth task to bring forward the 800 plus existing Pokemon to the Switch, as this will involve new 3DS models and textures and for all of them. But, as quote, catching them all is such a huge part of the franchise, and Nintendo has made such a point in the past of allowing you to bring Pokemon forward through your games, parentheses, you could even bring forward Pokemon from the Game Boy Advance to the DS games. This is a feature that I wouldn't have minded them letting the game cook another six months or a year for. Hopefully, this helps provide some insight uh, on why so many people are upset about this news as well. And, and as always, thank you for everything you do. Are you as mad about not being able to bring your Artreus? Nope. I'm sorry, uh, Daniel and Moto. Not, I'm not as mad. Moto's I, not mad, I don't think. Moto's okay. just giving us clarity. Oh, okay, Daniel okay, is okay. the one getting, he's getting cut deep by this one. Yeah. yeah. I, I get it. Like, in the thought of transferring a Pokemon for that long, just keeping your, yeah, I don't know, keeping Pokemon from Pokemon Red all the way through until now. That would be pretty heartbreaking. I haven't done that. I don't have any Pokemon that I've been... Like, I don't use Pokemon Banks. Maybe that's another reason why I'm not super concerned. And Ill Girl Chill points out for clarification, Pokemon Bank is a yearly subscription for $4.99, unlimited use during that time. One of the reader's comments sounded a little bit wishy-washy on it. Yeah. Um, so I I totally get that. Like, I, I guess I'd be pretty annoyed, too. I think... But I, I think the thing that... Like, first of all, I think it would take a lot more than a year in order to render and create... 800 plus Pokemon. Sure. 
Um, that that is, I think that's the huge roadblock. First of all, second of all, they said that these Pokemon aren't done. Like it, they're not being canceled or they're they're not kicked from Pokemon. They're going to be yeah. back later. My guess. This is obviously just speculation, but I think that whatever Pokemon game comes next, they'll probably focus on getting those Pokemon that were missing and maybe using that to build a much bigger roster of Pokemon. Um, I totally get the disappointment, though, but at the same time, I, I, I'm just excited to be playing that I'm going to be able to play these Pokemon games on a console. It's what I was talking about with Trisha yesterday, is, and I understand people who are hardcore Pokemon fan like you, Daniel, uh, being upset in the moment, but it's just because there's nothing else to talk about for this game. I think mm-hmm. when the game gets here, it's going to be not the last thing on people's mind, but they're going to go out there and play it and have fun. I And also, it's this shitty situation I get of this is how it's always been, but just because it's always been that way doesn't mean it's always going to be mm-hmm. that way. And so if this is the time they have to make that change, like that's the time they have to make that change and things switch up and it sucks that you spent $5 every year since 2002 to make this happen. But this is how it is. And I don't know what the verbal contract or the, you know, even the unspoken agreement was in terms of being a Pokemon fan and uh, expecting this to always be that way. But it just, it has to be this way this time around and that's how it's got to be. And it sucks. I understand, yeah. but it's also like cool. Like yeah. I, it's just I catch your next uh, fucking Pikachu and name it Teddy or whatever the hell it was <laughs> from eight, 2002 and then there you go it's it's Teddy again you know what I mean Barrett, they erase their memories these Pokemon uh, I, I'm I'm out there on the streets collecting them and sometimes I'm just immediately transferring to the professor I'm like just fucking kill this thing and give me the candy <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean like you gotta just play like me these things you're, are pests I'm a pest a controller fucking monster <laughs> why am I a monster you know what I mean. I'm not the guy sending me out on these research quests. Like, yeah, get all these perfect throws and then get this thing and do that. Like, I don't want to kill these guys. I have to. That's not the... Uh, okay. Bustin makes me feel good, Barrett. It's not Ghostbusters World or whatever. I know it isn't because you it. people didn't fucking support it enough, and that's why... That's no, they, the developers didn't support it enough. If a lot of people would have played Ghostbusters World, the developers would have had a reason to support it. Uh, what, what else could Say, they oh, add? Oh, Harry Potter's here now. Ghost? It's all fucking Trace. Let's all trace this fucking line. Yeah, because you got to do oh, the oh different Oh, my God, everybody. Look, the, the fucking... Oh, the, the, the fucking wardrobe is possessed by a fucking enchanted... What the fuck is going on in that game? I don't know. Why am I moving mandrakes I around? Care. I could care less. If it hasn't... You could not care less. I, I Yeah. If it has nothing to do with the books, I don't fucking care. Some dumb shit in that game. Hey, you. 2038 <laughs> Pokemon CEO writes into Patreon.com slash games. This is how does reviewing games fit into your schedules? Say a game is 40 hours long. Do you work less, in quotes, uh, in the IGN slash GameSpot office? Uh, We talk about developers in crunch, but what about the journalists? Is it common to work full-time, then spend another 10 hours on a game to hit a deadline? I hear the Pokemon Master, Greg, thank you very much. uh, I hear from the Pokemon Master, Greg. You don't play games often while while you, Greg Miller, were in the IGN office. Game lengths vary, so sorry about wording this question poorly. But basically, how do you avoid burnout? What's it like at GameSpot now? Uh, in terms I mean, of I gotta play this game for review so you, usually we're pretty good about it like mm-hmm. if you're reviewing a game if you're covering a game you can get away with playing it like people ask questions if you're playing a game from you know a couple years ago they're like what, what are you doing with this <laughs> or on a feature yeah exactly that's always the question people some, are gonna watch it or read this feature yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but in terms of like games that are out for review uh, games that are current usually you know people are pretty good about letting us play those if we need to uh, I will say that a lot of times people don't have time to do that in the office though yeah um, especially the reviewers usually they're editing their um, you know you know helping other writer they're writing news stories whatever it might be so a lot of times that gets saved for when they go home for the weekend and then they play those games uh, so burnout I'm sure is an issue for a lot of those people sure um, I don't want to speak for any of them though uh, 
but I like in in my experience, I don't really review games. I reviewed Pokemon Let's Go actually though. Nice. Um, but that was a game that I didn't play much at work, and then I'd come home and I'd play at night. Um, partly because I had to review it, and partly because I was having fun with it. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine having to review a game that you're not excited about because at least on video I'm kind of I have that luxury where if it's like I'm not really interested in the game it's like well someone else can cover it or like no one's going to be like where's your where's your feature on or where's your tips video on like X game yeah yeah. you know like people are going to be asking for a review though yeah yeah I mean at IGN it's I've talked about a lot of times it was that case and it depends on your personal workload but I in the old days when I first started yeah it was easy to play games at my desk when you know Roper and Dunham and everybody were clowning Mm -hmm. around but then as you move up in the chain right and as I got more and more uh, to do more responsibilities there it was it it got to a point where I never played games that work for review it'd be go home and play them at night and I think even now with kind of funny that's exactly how it goes even though we're very different right Mm -hmm. but it's like you know, I, I'm playing a game right now for review, but when for me in review is I want to be able to talk about it on Gamescast and I want to be able to say as much as I possibly can about it. Yeah. So it is like last night, you know, I came home, I had to watch Lion King and then it was like, cool, I'm going to sit. I popped up the game screen while Jen and Lucy watched Mindhunter and I was just playing that game nonstop. And, like, you know, Jen's like, I'm going to bed. I was like, all right, see you later. I'm going to keep playing this for another couple yeah. hours. And it is that spinning plates. But again, we are different and it's the same, I, we're way more mm-hmm. like you of. Cool, I'm playing this game because I want to play this game. I, I, I'm interested in this game. I want to be able to talk about this game. I'm not yeah, forcing yeah, myself yeah. to play everything like I used to, I had to in the old days. Well, I think Fire Emblem right now that I'm playing is a pretty good example because that is an 80-hour-long RPG, and that's yeah. only one house. So if you want to play other ones, I think like there was a story, I think it was Game Informer or something, said 250 hours if you want to do all of them, which is yeah. absurd. I'm probably not going to do that, but still, uh, an 80-hour game to try to do that and however long. That, that, like You can't just save that for after work right no, so that's something that's that you, you have to kind of chip away when at. those games come out or back in my day at IGN when those kind of games would come out people would yeah be sequestered where it would mm-hmm. be like cool I'm not coming I remember Charles on yet all the time for like Skyrim I'm not coming in I'm just playing this from there yeah. and when Steimer did uh Fallout New Vegas like that's mm-hmm. all she did like it was like I'm not doing podcasts I'm not going to meetings I'm just doing this or I'm not coming to the office yeah I know uh Cali for Red Dead just pretty much stayed home that whole week because that yeah. game was like 60 hours long totally so this is, yeah it's it, it, it everybody be, does it differently yeah, right? it's does, also yeah. how much time do you have with a game you know mm-hmm. it, what, what kind of deadline or embargo you're trying to hit yeah. it's a pain uh, but uh, like similar how do you avoid burnout you usually play the games you're interested in right you're going to play this anyway and so it's it's still the treat it's still awesome to have this early it's still the dream to be able to go off yeah, and play this yeah exactly and, and like the games that I'm not super interested in, I try not to play outside of work right like yeah. uh, when, when I get home and I want to play a game like I'll play something that I can I'm into something I can play with friends um, I'm not going to bring home I don't know I don't want to name any game but yeah exactly like (laughs) if i'm like playing a game that i'm not into for for you know to help cut a review i'm not going to take that home and play more unless it's something i'm really into final question of the day goes to bj bernardo he wrote in to patreon.com slash kind of funny games it says hi y'all now that what's their names who's her face is leaving kind of funny i'm talking about andrea it's andrea i love andrea i'm joking around uh i got i got i got a behind the curtain inside baseball kind of question how do you choose your part timers what kind of things uh do you think about when looking for the right person then he goes on to name a million different names and ends with what about kevin's hot little brother spencer (laughs) jesus i don't know i'm I'm comfortable enough with that is he 18 yet uh yeah okay fine okay he's kevin he's kevin's hot little brother is he? Yeah. Is that real? The, it, it was a common in KFAF where uh, he showed up for the 48K club, and he's in a shot, and then a YouTube comment was like, yo, Kevin's little brother's kind of hot. Kevin, your brother's <laughs> 18 and hot? <laughs> Get the shelf mic up. We, we're, we're, you're wronging it right now. 
That's enough of that, all right? I'm reading the question. He's 19. Okay. And everyone needs to chill go. out. It's and weird. he's hot. Some weird shit. If you want to see photos of Kevin's brother, go to the Kind of Funny subreddit. I'm sure somebody will post it for you. Oh, no. <laughs> Why would you do that? I'm Because there's a lot of people driving You're their car right now. You're a bad person. Right now, a lot of people driving the car, kids in the back seat. They're playing mobile games. They're not listening. They're like, man, I got to see this hot as fuck Kevin Coelho brother. You know what I mean? His glistening thighs. You know what I mean? Jesus. <laughs> uh, PJ, how do we pick part-timers? Uh, you know, it's... Our friends, it's the people who are talented. It's the people we want to work with. The main thing, of course, is that they can work part-time. I've seen a lot of people, as usual, shouting out the normal list of suspects of who should replace Andrea. Brian Altano. Like, Brian has a full-time <laughs> fucking job at IGN and a kid. And, like, you think uh, you think for a second, we're doing, we love you. Thank you for your support on Patreon. You think I can compete with a fucking IGN salary of, like, 10 years or however long Brian's been there now? Get the fuck out of here. And I'm also, I'm sure Perry's not going to be like, oh, yeah, knock off. Do three days a week at IG and two days at Kind of Funny. All right, here's how we get that, though. We plant drugs on them, get them in trouble. We have Pear be a, a guest host as well. There you go. There you go. Well, like, guest host is different. You know uh, what I mean? Uh, as a part-timer. And I've thought about that, too. Like, you know, the, obviously the biggest thing for us right now is that Fran's always been the bench in terms of when somebody, when we need that third or fourth part-timer that needs to pop in, Fran yeah. pops in. So I'm sure Fran will carry more of the load here, and mm. we'll keep looking for other people who are in the area that are, like, you know, down to do more stuff. And obviously, you guys. Like, I, that's the other thing, too, is I think I haven't wrapped my head around it, and it's like with Andrea, I'm pointing at her picture, with Andrea leaving and us not having a full-time when that's going to happen, like, that's such a bridge for me to worry about later on that when we get there, I think it'll be, is what I've already done with the up-and-comers, right, of like, okay, let's bring on people that aren't getting the chance to talk more. But then I would love, I've thought about it of, like, talking to you guys GameSpot and being like what about like you know it's Widow Wednesday GameSpot Thursday right where you send someone over or a reoccurring person over right and then I'll come over and do whatever you, to make it even so <laughs> is Widow Wednesday what that's oh yeah Widow Wednesday is a real okay. thing oh yeah yeah I'm wearing my Space Rock shirts right now uh, someone in the chat said we should just move to LA which I refuse there you go. That's I refuse. it. Barry said he refused. <laughs> I refuse. But it's warmer at least, not foggy and it's cloudy. It's just so big. It's unnecessarily it's true. big. It is upset. Yeah, it's going to Driving through LA. 45 is... minutes to get fucking anywhere. Yep. I'm going to have to deal with Troy Baker all the time talking to me. Ugh. Gah, you know what I mean? I no thank you at all. Too handsome. Guys, it's time to squat up. This is where one of you writes into patreon.com slash games. Give me your name, username, platform of choice, and why you need help in a video game. I read it here. The best friends come and find you, and everybody plays games together. Today, Andrew needs help on... Harry Potter, Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter, Wizards Unite uh, on iOS, even though I'm not sure if that matters. His Harry Potter friend code on iOS, at least, is 3191-5882-1477. Andrew writes in and says, hi, KFGD hosts. Please, could I have a squad up for Harry Potter, Wizards, he keeps saying unit, Harry Potter, Wizards unit, and I'll accept it. I would like to increase my friends list to get the friends list achievement. Makes sense. Uh, if you want to help Andrew do that and be a, a Hufflepuff with him. 3191-5882-1477. Also, Jen and I are kicking around doing some kind of uh, Pokemon Go, not pub crawl, but walk around Comic-Con. How um how many Pokemon do you have? Do you know? Like, how's your Pokedex lots, looking? I got lots. You want to see? Yeah. They're yeah, I do all Porygon. See. They're all Porygon. I okay, swear. first off, don't talk shit about Porygon. You know, he's great. He He's, he's the what, closest. What Pokemon type is Porygon? Video game. Okay. So, like, I look in here, right? And so, like, currently... Oh, Scott Lowe sent me some gifts, guys. No big deal. Uh, I have 235 out of 300 in my Pokemon bag. You know, where I'm keeping all my guys, all right. right? So, if I close that, though, and then I do the... You want... I, the Pokedex, you can see, is filled out pretty well, right? So, hold on. I've caught 222. I've seen 289. I currently have 96 in the Kanto region. 
39 in the Johto. 57 in the Hoenn. It's just Johto. 30 in the Sinnoh. And there you go. You know what I mean? Now, see, I haven't gotten the guy but in the middle of Bulbasaur. Yeah, he hasn't evolved. I, I haven't done that. No, don't spoil it for me, all right? I don't, mm, okay. don't want to be spoiled here. You know what I mean? I have I finally started walking with a Pikachu because I don't ever want to evolve Pikachu, but I also never see Pikachu, so I need mm. to get the candies for him, right? So I'm getting a lot of Does candy. Does he hang out on your head when you walk him? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. He's he's just there next to me on the thing. I don't think I know what you're talking oh, about. There yeah, was yeah. I think there's a special one or two. I think oh, that's what it was because I had Eevee on my shoulder because I was walking Eevee for a while. Sure. Did I spoil sure. Eevee? No, Eevee? I know okay. I have Eevee on. Please, right. no, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah. have you know I played a good hour to two hours of Let's Go Eevee. So you're a, a master in that. Too. No, 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 no. I'm, I would not say I. You know, look at look at look at how big right there Machamp is. You seen how big Machamp is, Barrett? Yeah, I I know how big he is. He got real big. He right now is he's 1.6 meters tall. Have now, funny thing about meters, that's a measurement uh, unit made up by Pokemon. Yep. That I've asked them Absolutely. before. I've gone into the settings looking for miles and like feet, and they won't convert. So oh, really? it's just made up by them. Have you, have you seen those? The, they're like those memes, but it, it shows like cuddling with Jigglypuff is cute. Cuddling with Machamp, creepy. And it's like got this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm telling you what. Also, as I said before, uh, I put on the cool Mewtwo outfit. Nice. So my Kara no, looking pretty dope right now. Look okay. Again, looking like a KDA member as we talked about it. Barry, do you want to punch in? Do you want a digital zoom on this? Do you want me, I'll screenshot it and slack it to you, and then we can let the show go longer. That way you can show it to people. I can, I can digital zoom. No, no, that's all right. I'm slacking. Don't worry. I don't want, you don't have to work hard. You don't have to work hard. Pull it up, Greg. No, because I want it to be high def, right? Because it's also got the detective Pikachu. Just for the helmet, I'm sending it to kind of funny general slack. That way everyone can see it, all right? So it's been shared right now. I don't think anybody else cares. Oh, I should, you, you want to know Joey? Joey is uh, Joey's she, not watching this fucking show. But she's going to exactly. She's going <laughs> to see it on the Slack and be like, you know what? Maybe I should give up on Harry Potter and I should come play this. We, Jen and I were so persuasive. We got Lucy playing again. Come on now. Oh, yeah, I know. She's come on now. Look at there. I am. Game over Greg and Pikachu. Uh, as uh, Lucy was quick to point out when we became friends, she's like, is that a zero in Game Over Greggy? Yes. Don't be an asshole and steal my name. You know Game Over Greggy's me on things. <laughs> do you want to know why I don't use Snapchat, everybody? Because one of you fuckers stole that too. Don't do it. All right. And if you see someone doing it, you know what to do? Slap the phone on the other hand. Report them. And in fact, if you think somebody's doing it, slap the phone on the other hand. In fact, whoever you see right now, slap the phone on the other hand. All right. Let's start a movement right Better now. Better safe than sorry. Exactly. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, I have a required reading for you, believe it or not. This is something uh, Borzin Double Zero wrote in about as a question, and I was, in, I was confused about. Hold on. Oh, shit. Now, now you're fucking dead, Barrett. Hey, Joey Noel. Record, I am watching this show. <laughs> you fucking liar. There's no way. Love you, Joey. See, and that's what I'm saying. Joey, come join Pokemon <laughs> Go with us. Harry Potter, no, nobody I'm cares. Busy fighting all the wizards. No, you're not. You're just walking around like, oh, look at this hubcap. It's possessed and it's frozen by the ice dementor. And then you do that. Yeah, and then I do my little thing and then he's free and then it's great. <sighs> Joey. When are you going to play an adult game like Pokemon Go? You know what I mean? <laughs> we'll cry reading. Uh, this is from Patrick Klepik over at Vice. Uh, Nintendo deleted a very popular Mario Maker 2 stage without explanation. Uh, this is the intro. One of the more popular, parentheses, and hardest levels in Super Mario Maker 2, a goofy, low-gravity stage called Pile of Poo, uh, Kai Zero G by noted streamer Grand Pooh Bear uh, has been deleted and can no longer be played. Its creator revealed this morning. Nintendo said the level was taken down for inappropriate and or harmful content according to an email he shared. Quote, it contained no inappropriate words, pictures, etc. Uh, Grand Pooh Bear said on Twitter. It contained no glitches. Uh, Grand Pooh Bear went on to be like this has happened to him in Mario Maker 1 that all and uh, Patrick's article went on to say Mario Maker 1 his levels were all taken down. He streamed apparently a conversation with Nintendo 
Nintendo support where they were eventually like, yeah, there's no real reason for this to happen. He uploaded everything. And now this is happening in Mario Maker 2. And it's uh, basically, I was looking through his Twitter. He's worried about like the chilling effect of maybe he'll never make levels again because he doesn't want to put work into them to have them taken down. The going theory from Grand Pooh Bear is the fact that people are abusing the report function where it's just being reported. People are like teaming up somewhere and being like, let's report it. Everybody reports it. That's enough to auto mod it out. And so it's I, for Borzin writing in. Thank you very much. I didn't think it was breaking news necessarily, yeah. but it's an interesting case. I thought to put in required reading from Patrick over advice of, Hey, this is like one of the downsides of user created content and auto mods and this, I would like to imagine based on the nothing I know other than the article I, I skimmed through and read at the top of here that his popularity enough and it being reported on enough is enough that Nintendo's going to take a personal look at it, see what's up, and then hopefully be able to figure out the auto-reporting stuff. Yeah, hopefully, especially if like one of your biggest creators is considering not making anymore because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of that. Like that that A, that's going to be a big hit to the community, right? Yeah. And then B like that, that kind of sucks. Like he's having a lot of fun it sounds like making yeah. these levels and if he's not doing that because the community is downvoting him, that's that's a shame. Yeah, it's just more on the internet being the internet, right? Yeah. It yeah. can be so good. Kind of funny, best Yeah, I, I was reading that article as well, and the, they go on to say there's uh, someone else who is not nearly as popular, like not a streamer, had a pretty popular uh, course got taken down. It was like uh, Mario Storm's Area 51, because there's nice. all this Area 51. Oh, I know, we're doing it. Oh, when is that? Um, September 20th, the same day as uh, Link's Awakening. So I will be here playing oh, Link's okay. Awakening. Oh, um, well, I guess I have to be here too. Sucks. I wanted to go do it. Yeah, uh, it really sucks. But uh, yeah, they weren't like anybody popular. But yeah, their their course got taken down as well. And they're saying like, I've never had a like popular course in anything. So this kind of sucks and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah. I guess you got to use that boo function with care. Exactly. Uh, I think that's what's called boo, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then there's a report function, I think too. Oh, okay. So the boo. I don't. The boo is. Oh, it's yeah, not just that your article okay. sucked or your. Uh, it's like, sucks. boo is out, I don't like it, and yeah. report, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and tell us what we screw up as we screw it up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Ill Grill Chill says, not sure if this is a, big enough for breaking news. It isn't, but it's about Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, which I'm excited about, so I will report. Oh, I'm excited Bill too. Roseman, Marvel Games VP and Creative Director, announced on Twitter that, quote, in celebration of hashtag Taco Tuesday, everyone who buys the expansion pass for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, The Black Order, gets a bonus in-game alt color chef outfit for Deadpool. There's no time frame on this additional color, according to Ill Grill Chill. Interesting. There you go. Uh, eh. We've clarified the bank stuff enough. I don't need to keep going into this. Oh, no. Okay, here we go. We, I, we, we don't need to. And then when you start, you think there's way more to the Pokemon <laughs> issue. This is underpaid yeah, sure. drummer that I've not read head on. Primarily, this is the straw that broke the camel's back. For years, Game Freak has gone one step forward and like 10 steps back for each new iteration. One excuse they used uh, for this was focusing on quality animations. But based on the footage we've seen so far, the animations are horrible. Like really bad. There's a Chinese mobile game that ripped off Pokemon models and gave them great animations. Also, we haven't even touched the competitive Pokemon scene, which is huge. This locks out Pokemon that people have spent literally hundreds of hours training over ye- over the years to- for competitions. It's not just that we can't catch them all, but that Pokemon has stagnant, stagnated, stagnated uh, technically for years, and Game Freak has yet to do anything about it. There's a subculture. There is an yeah. undercurrent to these Pokemon stories that's terrifying. So, so I, I mean, I will say that like. 
I, I, a lot of people have been noting that like every with every Pokemon game there's something they're taking away or something sure. that, that people are frustrated and I get that occasionally I'll see things and I'll be like ah, I kind of miss when they did this in this game or whatever and, and that, that's always a bummer um, in terms of the competitive scene though I, like I'm sure someone will correct me get ready I'm sure someone's going to correct me here but we'll sign off I feel like the, the competitive scene they typically stick to like the same group of Pokemon occasionally someone will have like I mean, this is all I've learned just from Porygon. Callie Plaguey because she's sure. very into it. But like, occasionally they'll, they'll they'll be a surprise Pokemon that shows up that'll surprise everyone. But a lot of times it's like a lot of people using legendaries yeah, or yeah. certain Pokemon. Again, I might be wrong. I'm not super familiar, but from what I understand, it, that always kind of seemed like the case in terms of competitive. Well, go on, Pokemon community. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. God bless you all. I'm excited to, to try the same three hours I do of every Pokemon game and never do it again, with the exception of Pokemon Go, which I am a master at. Porygon for life. Um, Il Grill Chill says there's a new date. Tetris 99 will physically re- release in- to North America on September 6th. It will include the latest DLC and a 12-month Nintendo Switch online subscription. So there you go. And then Il Grill Chill pops in again to say, in Pokemon Go, Pikachu, like Eevee, will land on your shoulder and not your head. This can occur if you walk at least 10 kilometers as your buddy. Oh, okay. So there you go. I'm, I'm on my way to that, apparently. But there's so many other candies to get, Barrett. You know what I mean? Barrett, do you not understand Pokemon? Because every time I talk about it, you shake your head. As if to say, I'm the dork. When I'm, I'm saying Porygon's cool, and I'm getting candy, and I'm walking these guys around. You just hurt my brain sometimes. <laughs> Let's run through the host for the rest of the week. Wednesday, it's Witta. Thursday, Andrea and Fran. Friday, Fran and Andrea. Remember, I'll be at Comic-Con Thursday and Friday. Uh, watch, if you're there, the Hall H Marvel Games panel. Uh, 1.30 on t- Thursday. Uh, if you're there, want to run around Comic-Con, keep an eye on my Twitter for me and Jen going around being Pokemaniacs, which Barrett apparently doesn't like anymore. Bar- uh, Barrett doesn't like Pokemon, it turns out. Next, he's going to tell me he doesn't like Zelda. You know, it's embarrassing over there. Jacob? Greg. You did great. Thank you. Where can people keep up with you? Uh, they can find me at Jacob Deck on Twitter. Uh, obviously, GameSpot.com. Uh, for videos, news, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. Um, another thing that I did want to bring up, I can't give a date because we aren't entirely sure. You're quitting. Starting your own Patreon. Yes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're GameSpot starting a podcast. Uh, this is something that a lot of people have asked for for a long time. Sure. Ever since, you know, like Danny had the lobby and he oh, yeah. left and it kind of phased out after a while. Um, and I still get, you know, people asking like, where's GameSpot's podcast? You guys should turn this into podcast form. So that is something we are working on and hopefully... I'll have more to announce soon. Cool. Um, yeah, that's, that's okay. what I got. That's what I got. You did a great job. Thank you so much for listening Thank to you. Beyond all those years ago and yeah. <laughs> actually doing something with the words I said. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. You know where to find it. You know how to do it. We love you very much. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you.